With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm Martin Lee, and this is the Autosport Podcast. Extreme weather is nothing new to Formula One, but it seems more recently it's becoming an issue for these cars. Seven sessions up to the mid-season break this year needed wet or intermediate tyres. Imola, Monaco, Montreal and Budapest. Since then, add Singapore and Suzuka to the list. Now, we hear lots about how the rain levels the playing field, how it throws the form book out the window, how it, it shakes up the grid. Well, according to F1 legend Pat Simmons, writing for us in GP Racing magazine, it's actually the opposite which is true. We'll look at two things today. Firstly, Pat's argument that Formula One's recent adventures in the rain show that far from levelling the performance of the best to the worst, it's the best who do better. And then we'll look specifically at this generation of cars and some wet weather tyre issues. Today we ask, do downpours really level the playing field? Why do the best teams and drivers always seem to rise to the top in the rain? And why we can't think of rain as having an equal effect on machine as it does on driver? Let's get up to speed with GP Racing Magazine's editor, Stuart Codling. Codders, welcome back to the podcast. It's been a while, hasn't it? Did I say something? Is it back in Silverstone? (laughs) 
Well, no, it's because you are now in the big chair with editing GP Racing magazine, so we left you alone for a bit to get on with that. How is how is it going, and what can we expect in the next issue of the mag? On the front cover is Sergio Perez. We have an exclusive interview with him off the back of what was a lucky piece of timing with his uh, form uh, snapping back into, into focus, <laughs> uh, uh, more or less at the same time as we finally begged Red Bull to uh, interview him. We think that basically this is his best chance of winning his home Grand Prix, celebrating its 60th anniversary this year in Mexico uh, since it first hosted a non-championship tester event. Uh, And then, of course, just as we were putting the magazine to bed, Max uh, Verstappen managed to get the world title over the line. So we celebrate that in the form of a champion's parades uh, section this month, ahead of, hopefully, Fingers Croft. uh, Fingers Croft? Fingers David Croft. (laughs) Fingers Croft. You've got him on your mind. You can't stop thinking about Crofty. (laughs) Fingers crossed we will have an exclusive interview with Max Verstappen in the next issue. Have you had to be warning your subscribers about postal delays? Because everything that I subscribe to, Auto Express, Autocar, Evo Magazine, I've all been getting emails the last couple of weeks saying, we're very sorry, we know the mag is delayed, industrial action. I guess we would be uh, subject to the same frustrations. Yes, very much so. I mean, hopefully people won't be kept waiting too long, but dear Lord, I'm, I'm one of those ridiculous people with the affectation of, of having a, <laughs> a, a coffee delivery. I, I subscribed to packed coffee and uh, what, what my latest delivery took a week. I was furious. You were very croft indeed. Now, <laughs> let's talk about the topic today, which is columnists, otherwise known as F1 legend Pat Simmons, took on the the topic of weather in Formula One. But give us, first of all, a brief history of adverse weather in Formula One. When have the drivers gone out when it's been wet? Going back into the history books. Generally speaking, they always do. Wet weather has not typically been something that causes sessions to be stopped, certainly in the early days, because you know a lot of these people had fought in the war, darling. So a few drops of rain weren't going to stop them going out. Obviously, there were horrendous smashes. Occasionally, things might be delayed. I wish I could uh, rem- remember off the top of my head which was the first wet F1 Grand Prix. But the, I, I would say that the first one to suffer massive interruptions was the Canadian Grand Prix, red flagged in, I think, 1971 uh, off the top of my head. And then in 1972, someone had the the great idea of having the safety car, which would come out and cause people to file up behind the safety car, and, and they would then lap at a reasonable speed. However, the problem was that in those days of very basic radios and no electronic timing and scoring, the uh, safety car picked up the wrong car as the leader and of course with everyone going into the pits to change tires that then confused everything no one actually knows who won that race the result is still disputed there obviously there is there is the the record of who won other people dispute it so it's it's only in in the years of electronic timing and scoring and transponders which Mm. even they go on the fritz that we've been able to keep tabs properly on the order of things. Now, we have had rain shortening events several times in the past, famously Monaco 1984, slightly less famously a couple of Australian Grand Prix in in Adelaide in the early 90s uh, were were stopped before time and awarded half points. Uh, It's certainly become a more hot topic recently. I, I wonder if social media and people being able to promulgate their opinions noisily as has an effect on that. Also, it is partly a factor of 
cars now having wider tyres than they used to because in the wet you have lots of things in play you have the ability of the tire to physically grip onto the surface and also its ability to displace water so once you pass that threshold by which a a rain tire cannot displace water or a slick if you're being Mm. uh, bold and and going out on one of those uh, it skates over the top of the water surface it's no longer in contact with the track and that's what happened to Carlos Sainz in Suzuka quite a violent accident and you don't really want that and so so that's why it's it's become a little bit of a hot topic because Mm. In days of yore when drivers smoked pipes and could have a bottle of pop (laughs) when they came into the pits because pit stops took so long, those tyres were generally so thin that they cut straight through water. So the only problem you had was that it was a bit slippery underfoot. You didn't have that problem of aquaplaning. Modern day Formula One does have this additional problem that the people that we look up to from what we'd laughably call the good old days um, (laughs) didn't have to face. They were such pizza cutters of tyres that they were slippery underfoot on a good dry day. So let's talk about why Pat wanted to write this column last month, because there is this kind of myth that goes around that when the rain comes down, it levels the field. And he took the stance that it doesn't level the teams. There's, There's other factors at play. His counterpoint is it doesn't level things out. What was Pat talking about? Yes, it's, it's more nuanced. You know, people like to have a simple story. And actually, there are complexities at play in terms of car behaviour in, in particular. So let's, for a moment, take the drivers out of the equation, which Pat does. He talks about specifically the cars and the teams and, and whether um, bad weather is is the great leveller. Our colleague Matt Q um, memorably said of the uh, Suzuka Grand Prix recently that the FIA made very heavy weather of heavy weather. And some teams do make heavier weather of heavy weather. Uh, you, you look at McLaren back in the 2019 Russian Grand Prix, where they seem to be looking at a different weather forecast to everyone else. Well, as Pat points out, the uh, the weather provision in Formula One is centralised. So it's one provider sends the same information to everyone. So it then becomes how you interpret it. So it's still a question of reading the tea leaves. It's just you've got more tea leaves, I think. So you have that question of interpretation. You also have an added complexity uh, nowadays where because of Park Fermé regulations, you can't change the car's setup between qualifying the race. Well, you can, but you start from the garage, which is a, a disadvantage. So you have to, you make your choices in setup based on what you think the weather on race day is going to be like. So that then is a differentiator. And if we just look back to the most recent race in Japan, uh, what was one of the major talking points of that race? Lewis Hamilton can't get past Esteban Ocon. Uh, and I was sitting there watching it with with my wife and she said, well, why can't you get past? And I hit pause and said, look at the Alpine's rear wing, look at the, McLe- look at the Mercedes mm. rear wing. There is a substantial difference between the two. The Mercedes have added downforce. So that is something that differentiates between cars in the wet. You also have um, the the fact that some cars, when when the wind is blowing directly at a Formula One car, or either straight on or Mm. backwards on, then 
pretty much the cars generally feel the same effect, but some cars are more your sensitive than others. So that's crosswinds. So some are more affected by crosswinds than others. So that is uh, another cause of variance between uh, the cars. And then, of course, we get into the issue of tyres and how they're thicker nowadays. And you don't have, they're not made with the same funny chemicals that are highly carcinogenic that they used to be Mm. in the 80s that help them stick. So Nowadays, your wet weather tyre is entirely dependent on its ability to just make water disappear from under it. The trouble is that if if the tyre makes water disappear from under it, it has to go somewhere. Uh, you know, Sooty doesn't come along with uh, his <laughs> magic wand, go easy, wizzy, let, get, let's get busy. Uh, the, the water goes up in the air, which then creates a, a, a visibility problem for the cars behind. So that that there is is Pat's um, explanation for why rain in some contexts is not necessarily a great leveller because oh. not everyone is operating on the same playing field. And when we talk about extreme weather, he also approaches the subject of extreme heat. And actually, again, extreme weather at far ends of the scale is not a leveller because if you have to then open up your car for cooling in terms of the aero, those that are better at the aero stuff, less of an issue now with ground effect, but still they get an unfair advantage. It doesn't level the playing field. It makes the best get better. How does temperature affect things? It affects a lot. And and it's more scientific these days because even as, as recently as... 15, 20 years ago, you would see at uh, venues such as Malaysia, which was hot and humid, uh, more recently Singapore, uh, teams having to cut extra holes in the car because the, the engine was overheating. And that's not what you want to do because the car's cooling capacity is a function of the aerodynamics and everything on a Formula One car is is subsumed to aerodynamics. Aerodynamics rule supreme and one of the things you don't want if you want an aerodynamically optimal car is to have whacking great holes all over the place because they create drag so you actively run very close to what you think you can get away with in terms of the cooling apertures so that's cool that the, the air coming in and also the air coming out because if it comes in it has to go out so the that that flow has to be uh ensured and maintained all the way through what teams are trying to do nowadays is play this very scientific game of brinksmanship with weather where they have as minimal cooling as possible they have the least they can get away with in order to ensure that aerodynamic efficiency if you get those sums wrong then the chances are your engine will go bang and of course some power units don't all have the same cooling demands so some some are more some some require more cooling than others we get to the end of pat's point concluding that weather doesn't level the teams actually extreme weather does the opposite affect those that are doing a good job with their cars, and we've taken drivers out for now, actually get an unfair advantage in terms of levelling the playing field? You want a nice, still, windless day, about 20 degrees or, you know, or something, and uh, the minute you start to add those weather effects, it just means that those that do a good job do an even better job. Yeah, the people with more resources, more expertise uh, to throw at a, a changing scenario are going to have more agility than people who don't. Although sometimes you see a team gambling in certain conditions and sometimes it pays off. But something we have to bear in mind is 
you only ever hear about it when it pays off. No one, <laughs> no one crows about when a gamble went wrong. So you have, you know, what 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 people who engage in debates call survivorship bias, where instances of success are trumpeted much more loudly than the incidences of failure. Well, I will get on to some of that bias next and look at the great wet weather drives and whether we'll see many more of those in the future of Formula One. Those are coming up and we'll talk about how we can fix our wet weather problem. Stick around. That's coming up. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Okay, welcome back to the podcast. And today we're talking about Formula One's weather problems. So we've talked about Pat Simmons saying, look, actually, extreme weather doesn't level the playing field. But that's taking the drivers. That was a technical article, the drivers out of it. When you add the drivers in, Codders, look at the great wet weather drives. And I just lifted, listed some. There's way, way more. Hamilton in 2008 at Silverstone. Damon Hill in Suzuka in 94. Then there was the uh, that, that kind of aggregate race. Thank goodness those days are gone. Versus Schumacher. Senna, there's a load of them you can pick from. Lap one at Donington. His first race at Monaco, I think, was wet in the Tolman, but also in Estoril the same year in 84. Famous title decider with James Hunt at Fuji and Nicky Lauda calling it a day, knowing when enough is enough. So we look at those great drives from great drivers. Vettel's first win in Monza in his rookie season for Stappen in Brazil, uh, setting everybody else to beginner you know, mode uh, on the sim. When you just take the driver as someone who can make a difference, when the rain comes down, that's when great drivers do great races. Or have we just forgotten about the times when, you know, Schumacher shunted into the back of the of Coulthard as like, oh, that wasn't such a great moment. Yes, once again, we do have the survivorship bias going into these equations by which we draw up these lists of great wet weather drives. And certainly there is there is a nuance here. Like there are some drivers who do have a a feel for wet conditions. And and I would nuance that even further. Sorry, just to add another little layer on your complexity cake. The greatest wet weather drivers or the greatest exponents of wet weather driving are, to my mind, not necessarily people who are good at driving in what we might. I, I don't know why I'm making the little inverted commas signs with my hands when we're doing a podcast, but I can see you. People, it, was nice, it was nice for me. The really, really great drivers are the ones who have that feel for when the conditions are changing, either getting more wet or less wet and they have that feel for the changing grip conditions beneath the car and the adaptability to recognize when the right moment is to change to a different type of tire like when when the the crossover point as uh, the commentators call it mm. uh, of w- when when the time comes to swap to slicks 
they are the genuinely great drivers and not everyone who's a great wet weather driver drives brilliantly in the wet uh, we've seen instances of just just this year lewis hamilton having a couple of races in wet weather and and not doing brilliantly you know there was a slip twixt cup and lip in singapore imola wasn't great it had a terrible start off the wet side of the grid and then had a slightly undistinguished race which had you know the the commentariat saying he should retire now the fact that you're a great driver doesn't necessarily uh, guarantee even if you're great in wet conditions, that you will deliver those great performances time after time. You're statistically more likely to. You will have off days. Although I think if, if before people come screaming for my blood, you could say in the defence of a lot of drivers in the current grid, the cars are very difficult to drive in the wet when they've been behind the safety car because mm. they, they lose temperature and tire temperature is everything in tire performance in, in modern formula one so once you've lost that temperature it's very difficult to drive and you you saw sergio perez having his knuckles wrapped for f- falling away from the the safety car in singapore and he said well i couldn't actually go any faster without mm. going off because my my tires were too cold so with all that in mind yes we can all come up with a top 10 of brilliant wet weather drives you've uh, cited many of them how many of those came about partly because the driver although they were transcending their machinery they were slightly assisted by the inadequacies of their machinery. So if we zoom in on Jean-Pierre Beltoise in Monaco in 1972, someone who you wouldn't necessarily say was a great, but on that day, he was brilliant. Uh, 1983, also at Monaco, Keki Rosberg. Beltoise driving a BRM. It was heavy and it didn't have a very high rev ceiling. It just made a very steady power all the way through the curve there were no peaks and troughs it wasn't like a cosworth v8 which was a little bit more savage so on that day that helped beltoise and it just gave him it gave him an edge he did drive brilliantly you know the the autosport report cited him overtaking everywhere he was full of confidence moving on 11 years keki rosberg 1983 monaco it was wet before the start conditions Canberra, maybe, is it going to dry? Maybe, maybe not. Williams and Keki decided they would start on slicks. Brave decision. But there was a differentiator between Keki's car and everyone else. Most of the other cars were turbos, so they had light switch style power delivery. Keki was saddled with the naturally aspirated engine, but it was a lot more friendly to drive in those conditions. So Keki was obviously brilliant in the wet on the day, but he was helped by having a car that was less disadvantaged by its power delivery. But then again, you know, you could dial back further in time, look at the 1963 Belgian Grand Prix, also Jackie Stewart, Germany, 1968, people who finished four or five minutes ahead of everyone else just because mm. they had, firstly, that wet weather virtuosity. Secondly, as as Jackie Stewart admitted, I just needed to be in front because I didn't want to be blinded by spray. And then from there, <laughs> boom, that was why he was in the zone on the day. So th- there are many factors that underpin the great wet weather performances. That was a different era of Formula One. And whilst F1 isn't a spec series, it is a very tightly regulated Formula series. So the machinery, the regulations, very, very converged. 
why have we had this problem more recently in terms of the modern Formula One era and races not even starting, okay, lighting gantries going out, accepted, delaying the start to a race when we can see what the weather is like. We have sets of tyres. It's kind of a common social media thing to be posting pictures, tagging the FIA, saying, uh, hey, remember these? They're full wets. Oh, how easy it would be to be an armchair commentator. It's a really complex issue. So what's the problem with modern Formula One? I think it's become naturally more risk averse from the governing body's point of view. In some ways, that's no bad thing because it's when you ignore risk or dismiss risk that accidents happen. And what we've seen from all the bad accidents in the past 20, 30 years, it's not necessarily one thing that happens to trigger it. It's lot of, lots of little things that you could, sh- could and should have seen and jumped on. And f- safety in Formula One requires a state of constant vigilance. And we were reminded about that the other weekend when Johnny Tractor Driver toddling along the track while Pierre Gasly was was chasing to catch up the, the pack behind the safety car just before the, the red flag was flown, as I've written in my editorial this month. Or was it the race report? The optics of blaming him for that were not great. Yes, Formula One's become more risk averse because no one wants to be sued in the case of injury or death. Mm. Uh, and also, as, as we covered earlier, there are certain elements of the technical package that militate against being able to go out in wet conditions. One of those is that it it is technically possible to create what you might call a monsoon tyre. Uh, but the problem with that, then is that it is displacing so much water that it creates poor visibility. So I, th- I think when when people uh, sit on their sofas, I'd say <laughs> comfy and warm, but winter is approaching, so we'll be sitting over a match or something wrapped in a blanket uh, yeah. with the lights off. Uh, it's It's very easy to look at footage on TV and say, well, that's safe enough to drive. I could go out in my Skoda right now and drive in that. But the, the TV footage doesn't necessarily reflect conditions on the ground. And certainly in Monaco this year, I was seeing people go yeah, 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 uh, on social mm. media from hundreds of miles away. And I sort of climbed up on the stool in the media centre and looked out the window and thought saw these huge puddles on the ground and thought, well, no. No, thank you. No, I don't fancy it. And I'm back to the back to the free sandwiches yeah. or, or lack of. Oh, lack of. Well, yeah, said, M- Monaco. The, the, the there are certain greedy people who I shall not yes. name who help themselves to multiple rolls. We've already segued into Monaco sandwich gate, but let's not <laughs> let's not dig that one up again. It's a really fascinating look at the weather. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, final question: Do you think we'll ever see um, those legendary wet weather drives again in Formula One? I'd like to see that because. When you, when you look at the current crop, we can look back through history, look down the list of champions, of, of serial champions, people who've won the world championship on multiple occasions, and pretty much all of them has at least one outstanding wet weather drive. You might say that uh, controversially Alain Prost is possibly the exception uh, to that. Uh, always Mr. Cautious. But mm. pretty much everyone on that serial winners list has got one of those um, races that is in contention for a top 10. And wouldn't it be great if Max Verstappen, who is undoubtedly very good in the wet, you know, we saw him Mm. take off a a second a lap. Wouldn't it be great if he 
was able, if the circumstances permitted him to have one of those races that was not just commanding as the Japanese Grand Prix was, but actually outstanding because, you know, he had to fight his way through the grid for one reason mm. or another and literally embarrass everyone or, or finish eight minutes ahead, which <laughs> can you imagine the complaints, the, the rage if, if <laughs> Max finished eight minutes ahead of everyone else? Uh, yes, I can. I can. The rage. The ra- <laughs> there's so much rage right now. Uh, that's for another day. Thank you very much for joining us. A fascinating conversation as we head towards a uh, a weekend. I doubt there'll be too many weather issues in in Austin, uh, but uh, but you never know with uh, with Brazil. We head to that towards the end of the season, so we'll wait and see. Thank you for joining us on the Autosport Podcast today. We'll be back soon. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Wendy's knows cold and soggy fries are the worst. So soggy. That's why we're serving up hot and crispy fries all day, every day. And all night until close. With natural cut potatoes, sea salted to perfection. Show me that potato skin. Wendy's hot and crispy aren't like other fries. We're your dream fry. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's hot and crispy fries. Guaranteed to be hot and crispy. If yours aren't, bring them back and we'll replace them. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.